0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be your host today on Business Buzz for the next hour. We're going to have some fun with some more education, some commentary. Well, it's not wintertime yet, but you could have fooled me. We're finally heading into that holiday season, so I always look forward to that. And I wanted to start off today with a, um, it's an article about what is happening with the, uh, what's happening with the economy in general and some of the things that can be sort of gleaned from trends and kind of things that are happening and I printed this article, and I'm going to read it. It's called Recession Early Warning. Spending by the Wealthy is Slowing. It's a place called Schiff Gold, S-C-H-I-F-F Gold dot com. I believe that's Peter Schiff. He's a kind of a journalist guy who does, he's on like CNBC. You'll see him on Bloomberg. And he's sort of a gold bug, but... I think this article was very interesting. America's economy is built on consumption. Average Americans have been pushing the U.S. economy along, spending money they don't have. But as we've reported, there are signals that the credit cards might be close to maxed out. Now there appears to be another warning sign. The wealthy are reigning in their spending. In August, uh, oh no, this guy's name is Spencer Schiff. It's not Peter Schiff. In August, Spencer Schiff wrote an article noting the importance of consumer spending to the U.S. economy and the consequences that will follow if Americans suddenly tighten up their wallets. The mainstream has also taken notice. During a CNBC interview, economist Jim O'Neill said the U.S. economy is becoming riskily dependent on the over-leveraged consumer. The economy's strength depends so much on consumption, which is fine unless financial conditions tighten unexpectedly when a lot of indebted U.S. consumers won't be able to afford to keep up the consumption they're doing. Well, it looks like the rich are tightening their belts. According to a report at Yahoo Finance, spending by the rich has slowed over the last year. This could be an early warning of a recession. Spending by the top 10% of households by income, makes up nearly half of all overall consumption in the U.S. Hmm, that's an interesting figure. I've never heard that one before. Anyway, I'll continue. According to an analysis of Federal Reserve data by Moody's Analytics, spending by the top 10% fell by 1% in the second quarter from the same period in 2018, and a four-quarter average of outlays by the high earners has slipped on an annual basis the past three quarters, marking the first such declines since the Great Recession of 2007 to 2009, according to the Yahoo Finance report. Mark Zandi, chief economist at Moody's Analytics, said this could be a big problem for the U.S. economy. High-income consumers have been the atlas holding up the U.S. and global economies, but they appear tired, and if they founder, so too will the economic expansion. Overall, consumer spending is still increasing, but that pace has slowed. According to Yahoo Finance, household outlays increased 2.9% of an annual rate in the third quarter down from a robust 4.6% earlier in the year. CNBC noted the slowdown in spending by the wealthy a few months ago. Luxury real estate is having its worst year since the financial crisis. Sales at art auctions are down for the first time in years. Retailers that cater to the wealthy are also struggling. Tiffany's revenue fell 4% in the Americas in the second quarter. Barney's filed for bankruptcy. And Nordstrom has posted three quarterly revenue declines. Uh, Just a note here, I believe Barney's is some New York store like Tiffany's because I've never seen one around here. According to CNBC, recent data suggests that the U.S. wealthy are beginning to shut their wallets. Meanwhile, savings of the rich has also exploded, more than doubling over the past two years, suggesting that the wealthy are hoarding cash. There are a number of reasons that the wealthy have tightened their wallets, according to the Yahoo Finance report. Worry about the stock market. Although it has hit record highs in recent weeks, the broader market is only up 6.2% since September 2018 after the big drop last fall. Many fear the market is overvalued and primed for a crash. Home prices aren't rising at the same rate they were. Prices of the top third most expensive homes rose just 3.1% in October from a year earlier. Inventory of luxury homes have increased and sales have tanked. This could be a sign housing bubble 2.0 has popped. Wage Wage growth for the wealthy has stagnated. Hmm. And Trump's tax cuts eliminated many deductions and increased the tax burden on many wealthy Americans. Well, I'm not so sure about that part of it. It has eliminated some deductions, but I don't believe it has increased the tax burden. Not the ones I've seen. I mean, I do have some clients who have fairly high income, and they got huge tax breaks. There is also seems to be a general economic unease among the rich and a sense that it's time to tighten their belts. It would make sense that a spending slowdown would start with the wealthy since they tend to be more attuned to what's going on in the economy. They didn't get rich by being dumb with their money. The fact that the rich have shifted from spending to saving could be a canary in the coal mine. And that expression, canary in a coal mine, is kind of makes sense. So, so the wealthy... Let's think about this. The wealthy people are spending less and saving more. The high-end realty is not doing well. And the high-end retailers are actually declining revenue. So that's definitely a sign. I would say out of this article, the one thing that I learned the most that I didn't know I'd never looked it up, but I didn't know this. The top ten percent of households by income make up nearly half of the overall consumption in the US. So let's think of it this way. If ten percent make up half, that's ten percent make up fifty. If their spending by if that group's spending fell by one percent, then that would mean a half a percent of the total spending in the country is is off. Well, that alone, I mean, could be trouble because the whole idea of a good economy or an expanding economy is everything is increasing. So when total spending is down, now they do mention that the the other consumers, the normal Americans, are actually spending more but at a lower rate a slower rate so i've just been i've just been sort of predicting that everything seems kind of slow when you look at that thing called velocity of money which is the total transactions divided by the total money supply and the money supply is so big that the velocity of money is lower now than it was during the great depression of the 1930s. That's kind of a, that's sort of another scary, scary fact. Now, another topic uh, business buzz is always interested in different types of businesses. The type of business I wanted to talk about next, and I've talked about this before. This is the business, well, it's part of the business of medicine. It's not the entire business of medicine. It's the business of medicine that is related to vaccines. This is a really interesting article. I knew this was coming. I read about it back in, I believe it was like in March. I read that this was in the planning stages. Now it looks like it's actually happening. So I'm going to read this very interesting article from a place called naturalnews.com. Just as we warned what happen, oh, I'm sorry, the, the title of this article is Facebook Bans All Content on Vaccine Awareness, Including Facts About Vaccine Ingredients. I've talked before when I read you part of a book called Murder by Injection, we talked quite a bit about vaccines. That was quite a while ago, though. So this is sort of an update on what's happening there. Just as we warned would happened, the tech giants are now moving aggressively to ban all speech that contradicts whatever official position is decided to be, quote, the truth by the corrupt establishment. This week, Facebook denounced it would block all content on Facebook that questions the official dogma on vaccines, which falsely insists that vaccines have never harmed anyone, a hilarious lie, that vaccines contain only safe ingredients, a blatant deception, and that vaccines always work on everyone, another laughable lie. Facebook is achieving this by labeling vaccine awareness information misinformation or hoaxes. At the top of the list is the assertion that vaccines are linked to autism, something that even the CDC's own top whistleblower scientist reveals to be true. Yet the vaccine industry claims it's all a hoax in order to cover up the crimes of medical violence against children that are being committed by the vaccine pushers. Excuse me. I'm going old school today. I've got printed pages. Can you believe that? In the 21st century, somebody's printing. Notably, tech giants are now banning vaccine truth information by labeling it misinformation in exactly the same way they ban conservative content by labeling it hate speech. They simply invent a false category to justify the ban, all the while crushing the free speech of users and ultimately leading to the vaccine maiming of millions of innocent children. Under this twisted system of speech policing, they can ban any content they don't like by simply labeling it false or hateful, even if it's true and important. Don't like infanticide and the killing of human infants after they are born? That's hate speech against women. Facebook will soon declare, and you'll be banned from talking about abortion. Concerned about fluoride and how it harms developing brains and lowers the IQs of children? That will be labeled a hoax by Facebook, even though it is scientifically verified through multiple studies to be true. The censorship trick, limiting content to, quote, authoritative information. Monica Bickert, Facebook's vice president for global policy management, said the social media network would reduce the distribution of false data and provide users with authoritative information about vaccinations, reports AFP via Breitbart. Of course, authoritative information means whatever propaganda the vaccine deep state is pushing at the moment. The vaccine industry is steeped in conflicts of interest and a long history of suppressing scientists and whistleblowers who attempt to warn the public about the toxic effects of vaccinating ingredients, such as thimerosal containing mercury, aluminum adjuvants, MSG, formaldehyde, and other neurotoxins that are openly admitted by the CDC to be ingredients used in vaccines administered to children. Well, I'm going to be coming up on break number one, but I am going to continue with this because this has been a subject near and dear to my heart. I've been reading about vaccines and the problems with them for 30 or 40 years now. Just recently, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons denounced mandatory vaccines, citing no rigorous safety studies and warning about vaccine industry corruption of science. Their statement includes the following. Now, remember, this is the American Physicians and Surgeons. Manufacturers are virtually immune from product liability, so the incentive to develop safer products is much diminished. Manufacturers may even refuse to make available a product believed to be safer, such as monovalent measles vaccine in preference to MMR, measles, mumps, rubella. Consumer refusal is the only incentive to do better. Also, there are enormous conflicts of interest involving lucrative relationships with vaccine purveyors. Research into possible vaccine adverse effects is being quashed, as is dissent by professionals. I'm going to come back and talk some more about these vaccines. It's a huge business, and it's very, very profitable. Stay tuned to Business Goals. Attention KKXX listeners. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 8 a.m. for Hope for Today. We are excited to have the opportunity to air the Hope for Today program with David Hawking. Please make sure to support the ministry work of David Hawking and all the other wonderful ministries
1: that allow us to spread the good news of Christ here on the North Valley's home for Christian
0: talk. KKXX 930. back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Bulljohn, CPA. We're here in the... deep in the fall of 2019. Heading towards wintertime. This is a subject near and dear to my heart. I... did not allow my child to have any vaccinations. That child is now... In their mid-20s, very healthy. I would almost say extremely healthy. Uh, never had any real real physical illnesses to speak of. When, when they do get sick, they're better right away. When we were going through our birthing class uh, when my wife was pregnant, One of the teachers of that class was a nurse. I believe it was an RN, probably an NLO nurse. I I don't know for sure. And she said that her children had no vaccines. They hardly ever got sick, and when they did, they got well very quickly. There's also an article, a chapter in that book. If you could look up that book called Murder by Injection, Eustace Mullins is the author, M-U-L-L-I-N-S. And I remember, I don't have that book with me today, one of those chapters was a doctor who said, I've never seen a cancer patient who wasn't vaccinated. In other words, there's a feeling amongst some of the more grassroots-type medical people that some diseases that our society experiences are man-made. Put it that way. Of course, I'm not going to point any fingers because I'm I'm not a... I'm not a medical doctor. I don't play one on television, and I don't pretend to be one. But I can tell you that when you have a conflict of interest, of and I, I haven't had time to look up these kind of statistics. But I would guessing, when you're looking at an industry, they call it an industry of hundreds of billions of dollars a year in revenue, and all the protections. I'm going to keep reading this article, and then I got a couple other things to point out about this. Research into possible vaccine adverse effects is being quashed, as is dissent by professionals. Vaccines are neither 100% safe nor 100% effective, nor are they the only available means to control the spread of disease. Yet Facebook, under pressure from radical, deranged Democrat Adam Schiff, has now been bullied into banning conversations about vaccines in order to appease the vaccine industry and cover up its crimes. I did also note, just as a little bit of a side note, I try not to be too political on business buzz because I know my listeners come from all walks of life and uh, I don't really want to side with uh, one side or the other. I try to be fair and balanced in my judgments. I did see an article today where Adam Schiff's district, which I know is in Los Angeles, it's, it's where the standard hotel is if anybody if any of you are digging a little deeper into all this stuff, just look up standard hotel. I just saw that someone is going to run against Adam Schiff. And one of the comments in the little headline I read was that Adam Schiff has never had, he's never introduced a piece of legislation that became law. So I'm trying to figure out what's he doing. Isn't that what he is? A lawmaker. Okay. Uh, Yet Facebook, under pressure from radical, deranged Democrat Adam Schiff, has now been bullied into banning conversations about vaccines in order to appease the vaccine industry and cover up its crimes. This is only the beginning. Facebook will soon ban human opinions on cancer, GMOs, pesticides, fluoride, abortion, and politics. The bigger picture in all this goes way beyond the issue of vaccines, of course. With this decision, Facebook is now signaling that it will ban all conversations or content It contradicts, quote, official positions on any topic. Those topics will very rapidly be expanded to include GMOs, cancer treatments, water fluoridation, politics, elections, abortions, pesticides, and nutrition. It's no longer difficult to imagine Facebook banning all conversations about nutrition, citing the absurd FDA position that there is no such thing as a nutrient which can prevent, cure, or treat any disease or health condition. That's the actual authoritative FDA position. So by the same logic that Facebook has applied to the vaccine debate, they could simply ban all posts about vitamin D, vitamin C, resveratrol, astaxanthin, or any other supplement. Imagine being banned from Facebook for saying that vitamin C boosts your immune function. That's exactly what's coming. Even worse, Facebook could declare that authoritative sources have concluded President Trump colluded with the Russians. Any human opinion that contradicted that authoritative source would be banned on Facebook. Authoritative sources are often the most corrupt and misleading sources run by the globalist pharma establishment. The problem with Facebook relying on so-called authoritative sources for censorship is that such sources almost always represent the corrupt globalist pro-pharma, pro-establishment point of view that's steeped in fraud, deception, and falsehoods. Vaccines, for example, are so dangerous that the U.S. government has now paid out nearly $4 billion in awards to families of vaccine-damaged children. Yet any mention of those government statistics, which are openly published by HHS, will be falsely labeled a hoax by Facebook. Since the vaccine industry falsely insists that vaccines have never harmed anyone. Thus, truth becomes a hoax, but lies become the official truth. Facebook becomes the ministry of truth, or more accurately, the ministry of lies. And all voices of truth and reason are silenced in the name of protecting corrupt, harmful industries that sacrifice children for profit. This is what it has all come to now, which is why people are leaving Facebook in huge numbers. Before long, Facebook won't even allow any human opinions at all, and the social media site will be nothing but ai robots spewing official propaganda that meets a definition of authoritative information from the globalist establishment so that was a to me that was a very interesting article it brings up a lot of a lot of points i would say one of the main points is this and i i have a law degree i'm not an attorney but i do have a law degree and i've learned a lot about legal Uh, issues, legal uh, arguments, things you have to deal with. And here's what Facebook has to deal with. If you are a publisher, then you have the choice to ban people, edit people, but you're also responsible for the content. If you're a public forum like the Street Corner Soapbox then you cannot ban content. The problem is Facebook wants to have it both ways. They've virtually become the, a public forum, but they wanna be treated as like a publisher so they can do what they want. I'm gonna look into, for the one of the next shows here on Business Buzz, I'm gonna look into a little more interesting information about Mark Zuckerberg. I've read a few articles, I don't have them in front of me. Bottom line is there's no way this guy invented Facebook, but I'll have to find some of those articles and bring them to you. Hopefully, you're interested in this like I am. I am not, not excited about the, just the in general the social media platforms in general. Uh, I am not for. I'm not for censorship on either side, and I think anybody. Anybody who tolerates censorship from either side is tolerating censorship from any side. And that's where I have always disagreed with censorship. I think all ideas should be out there. It's up to you and your family. And what do you want to teach your children? It's almost like religion. Do you want someone else to say, teach your children what religion is best for your family or what's best for your child? Or would you rather have them exposed to the opportunities of religions and they choose their own? That's sort of like the opinion of whether to have vaccinations uh, in your own family. There's, It just isn't fair to not allow differing opinions to exist. That's my opinion. Totally my opinion. I will be right back on Business Buzz after this break. We're gonna get into some more interesting investment news. Stay tuned. With all the outdoor fun in the North State, sometimes it's hard to always protect your skin from those damaging rays. Do you have questions about those new spots in your skin? then maybe it's time for a skin check with Dr. Paul Savin, a board-certified dermatologist specializing in medical and surgical skin care. Call today to schedule your appointment at 342-3424.
1: That's 342-3424.
0: Or visit his website, northvalleydermatology.com.
1: Welcome to our show. I'm Scott Ulrich. I'm Ben Taney. And I'm Matt Ford. This is Jessica Wilkerson, one of your hosts of Chico Now. A half hour designed for the community and brought to you by the community. Each day, one of our hosts will join with people from organizations throughout the greater Chico area. We want to let you know what's happening in Chico Now. So join us at 1230, Monday through Friday here on KKXX for Chico Now.
0: What is hope? Hope, to me, was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I hoped he'd get help. He told me to stop asking.
1: I didn't. Then one day, he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to MakeTheConnection.net and turn Hope into action. For an engine to start, quite a few things have to happen with split-second timing. Many things can happen perfectly, but if one small thing doesn't work, our radio station is much the same way. We can have all the right teaching and talk programs. We can be broadcasting to thousands. But if one crucial element is missing,
0: it just doesn't work.
1: That element is your financial support of our programs. Regular financial support and prayer support. We depend on it. With you standing behind us, everything will run just fine. You're listening to Life Radio, KKXX AM and FM.
0: Welcome back to business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn CPA I'm having a lot of fun today talking about Facebook and vaccines and rich people spending less money and all kinds of good stuff So I did touch on I did touch on the the fact that Facebook is not what it seems and I'm gonna read an article called, Facebook Insider Confesses All Mark Zuckerberg is a Fraud Used by the CIA. And I'm not going to read this whole thing, but you, you can look this up. I'm going to read the first paragraph here. The following anonymous document claims to be written by a Facebook Insider who was Mark Zuckerberg's lover from their freshman year at Harvard. Mark's continuing indiscretions with his ongoing government contract keep getting him in trouble to this day. Mark was supposed to simply be the fake boy genius of Larry Summers, Harvard's president, social media project funded by DARPA, NQTEL, uh, quote, CIA, IBM, and the secretive international public-private group called the Highlands Group, organized with the Department of Defense Office of Net Assessment. It was Summers and a group of government officials who fabricated, produced, and directed Mark, throughout the entire fraudulent creation of the Facebook propaganda story at Harvard. These claims are explosive and allege that the entire fraudulent social media network called Facebook was always controlled by the government through the people who were at Harvard directing Mark. The anonymous author of the letter below, who we will call John, also points out why Facebook was created, how Mark was controlled by Eric Schmidt, James Byer, and Larry Summers, Sheryl Sandberg, and the evil intellectual property thief, Professor James Chandler. Admittedly, this Zuckerberg dossier has enough information in it to put Mark Zuckerberg behind bars and therefore would not be touched by the mainstream media, according to the person who hand-delivered this letter to a member of the Anonymous Patriots conclave. So anyway, you can look into that. It's called the Zuckerberg dossier, and it basically uh, accuses... An anon- you know, nobody likes to hear things from an anonymous source because you don't know who really said it, but at least it brings up another opinion. and another. It's another way to look at things. I'm always interested in having a new way to look at things, looking at it from a different angle. I've talked so many times about how you have two sides to your mind, and that whole thing is also just about looking at things from a different angle. You've got the busy side of your mind where all the chatter goes on all day with uh, what you need to pick up at the grocery store for Thanksgiving dinner uh, and all that uh, versus the part of your mind that can step back and watch those thoughts go by. That's like this stepping back. So if you've never heard this type of news before that I'm telling you right now and I'm not telling you it's true, but I'm saying it's out there to be read, if you've never done anything like looked up the Zuckerberg dossier and read it, then it might just open your it might open your mind to a whole new way of thinking. And my whole thing is, uh, I've been reading alternative news and alternative media for since before the internet. I would I consider the internet starting about 1994. That's like 25 years ago. I've been reading alternative news. And it was hard to find back then. You had to pay for it. You had to wait for it. And it was very limited. I've been reading it since the 1980s, around the time I was probably, oh, 30 years old or something. And once uh, there's a saying from Oliver Wendell Holmes, this used to be the little masthead thing underneath the the, the newspaper I used to read was called The Spotlight. And the, the little the little subtitle underneath the the Spotlight's masthead was an Oliver Wendell Holmes quote, a mind once expanded to a larger idea never returns to its original size. Once you start hearing some of these other ideas like the vaccination, the other side of that, uh, the Zuckerberg, the other side of Facebook, once you start learning, reading some of these things, you're, you'll never be the same and you'll never look at anything the same. I have been to the point for the last probably 25 or 30 years, I don't believe anything I see on the on the television. I've read so much and I've seen so many things that come out that aren't so that I don't believe a word. I don't believe a word from any of the politicians that's uh, Republican or Democrat or independent. I don't believe it. I don't need to believe it. I'm a, I live in Butte County, California. I don't need to know, I don't have to agree with any of it, and I don't have to believe any of it's true. What what does it matter? I don't have to believe it, and I don't. So that's the way I look at it. Ah, that's enough of that. But that, that gives you an idea of where I'm coming from. And I really recommend that you read these alternative news. ZeroHedge.com is a good start. It's not too wild. It's not too radical. The other good one with a lot of links to some interesting articles, and trust me, these articles are very anti-Trump also, even though some of them are pro-Trump, but they're definitely not Trump only. Uh, it's called rents.com R-E-N-S-E. The man's name is Jeff Rents whether you like him or not, so what his website links a bunch of interesting article titles. You just tap on the title and you read an article from uh, British newspapers or papers around the world, websites around the world. I mean, you don't have to like somebody or think they're honest to enjoy looking at a page full of links to articles that somebody else has taken the time and work and effort to find and, uh, and link to that site. So uh, that's one of my favorite sites, rents, R-E-N-S-E dot com. You can always find some very interesting articles. And I recommend that you, I recommend you expand your mind a little bit. Uh, Not that you aren't already. If you've been listening to business buzz for any period of time, you've already been exposed to some of this. I just think the more, the more you expand it, the better off you'll be, the more different sides of things you, read or experience, uh, the better off you'll be. But then again, that's just my opinion. You do what you want. Uh, it's a free country. It's supposed to be. All right, so i got a few minutes before the, before the next break. I'm going to give you another article from Mr. Egon Von Griers. It's dateline November 14, so it's not too long ago. It's called Gold Price is Not the Price of Gold. The gold price is determined in a casino with massive leverage and has nothing to do with the real price of physical gold. More about that later in the article. At what point will gold turn from a minority interest attracting less than one-half of 1% of world financial assets to a mass market investment? Three decades ago, and this is Egon talking, I identified physical gold as the best asset to hold for wealth preservation purposes. Then almost two decades ago, we decided to invest properly in physical gold for ourselves and the investors we advised at the time. Part of our wealth protection plan was obviously to store the gold outside the area we saw as the biggest risk, namely the financial system. Anyone who holds gold in a bank, ETF, or some gold fund has not understood the purpose of physical gold. 99.5% of investors don't understand or hold gold. Being holders of a minority asset means that 99.5% of the investment population sneers at you and believes you live on a different planet. As a company who passionately wants to help others to protect their wealth, we are fortunate to meet like-minded people. But most of our clients feel very isolated because they have no one to discuss their concerns about the world with. I would advise anyone with a gold interest to attend a good precious metals conference. In the last two weeks, I have been speaking at two excellent gold conferences. One was the Gold Symposium in Sydney and the other one, the Edel Metal Messe, International Precious Metals and Commodity Show in Munich. It is important to pick a conference which includes many participants talking about the risks in the world and who see gold as a remedy against these risks. Most gold conferences are more geared toward gold mining and therefore less interesting for the wealth preservationists. For anyone who wants confirmation that they are not alone in their analysis of the risks in the world, it is good for the soul to attend one of these gold conferences. Both the show in Sydney and Munich had a very enthusiastic crowd. For someone who has written newsletters for many years and appeared in interviews like myself, most people in the audience will know you and want to talk to you. The Australians are more expressive and want to shake your hand and have a photo taken. The Germans are a bit more shy but also have a lot of questions. Both conferences were very well attended, more than in previous years. Something rotten in the financial system. I have expressed in previous articles that there is clearly something very rotten in the financial system currently. Central banks are panicking and QE, which is quantitative easing, which basically... Just think money printing when you hear the word QE is back with a vengeance. The Fed is injecting a total of $200 billion monthly Monthly, if you add up repos and POMOs, permanent open market operations. The ECB has started with 20 billion euros a month, but that is likely to increase since Lagarde most certainly also will do whatever it takes, as Draghi stated. Lagarde is the new ECB uh, bank chairman there. These are massive amounts and a clear indication that these two central banks are seeing real problems in the system. No true markets and no true prices. The whole financial system is just a massive paper tiger, but the world hasn't realized this. I'm going to get right back to this article after the break. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be right back.
1: the Pacific Justice Institute. This is The Legal Edge, defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Dickus. Robert Wilk, appointed in March 2018 to be Secretary of Veterans Affairs, is a strong supporter of the religious rights of those in uniform. He solidly affirms the religious foundations of our country and is convinced that religious faith has been a great comfort and support for those in uniform, experiencing danger all over the globe for many generations up to the present. Well, Pacific Justice Institute is hopeful that Secretary Wilkes' defense of the religious rights of veterans will have a positive effect on the religiously restricted CalVets home in Yuntsville, California. Please join PJI in prayer for the veterans to freely practice their faith. Visit pji.org. The Pacific Justice Institute provides legal representation to individuals without charge. Learn more at pacificjustice.org. That's pacificjustice.org.
0: Welcome back to Business Buzz. I want you to pay particular attention to the next few minutes and I want you to open your mind. I won't bog you down too much more, but this is so important for you to know. I'm going to read from this article. The whole financial system is just a massive paper tiger, but the world hasn't realized it yet. In fact, there are no true markets, no true prices, and no solid counterparty standing behind. Any transaction. Financial markets are a casino full of drunken gamblers. A small minority has rigged the system in their favor, and this is the way players like. Investment banks make massive profits every day. These investment banks make gambling bets that are exponentially greater than the risk they can cover when all goes wrong. They are totally aware that they are too big to fail. Okay, this is getting important. Too big to fail. The world experienced the too-big-to-fail syndrome during the long-term capital management and collapse in 1998, as well as during the 2008 collapse. Both these times, the financial system was minutes from a total breakdown, but the investment banks had to be saved at an enormous cost. No senior banker was fired or prosecuted, and their bonuses continued to even more ridiculous levels. The winner takes it all. With central bank printing and guaranteeing at least $25 trillion, the system was saved temporarily, but it wasn't actually saved. All that happened was that a smaller problem became an exponentially bigger problem, and this is where we are today. The 2006-9 to Great Financial Crisis was never resolved, just deferred, so the proverbial can was kicked down the road again, but the next time, it will be too big to kick. Don't confuse the gold price with the price of physical gold. Just to understand the size of markets, let's for example consider the forex market, that's foreign exchange, that's currency. Daily turnover in the forex casino is in excess of 5 trillion dollars. That means 1.5 quadrillion dollars a year is traded in foreign exchange. And I'll just say right here, don't even try to comprehend how big a quadrillion is. I've tried, I can't I can't do it. That's 19 times annual global GDP of $80 trillion. But since global trade is only $20 trillion, global forex trading is 75 times the amount of goods that involve foreign exchange. So the majority of the $1.5 quadrillion dollar forex trading each year is pure speculation, leading to the currency price being set in a casino with no relevance to the underlying goods traded. Thus, the price has very little correlation to the products or services traded. If we look at the gold market, exactly the same thing is happening. This is my my point that I want you to see on Business Buzz here. The annual mine production of gold is around 3,400 tons with a value of $159 billion. But if we look at the daily trading volume of paper gold, It is a staggering $187 billion, and thus greater than annual production. That's daily. That makes annual gold trading $48 trillion, or 1,030,000 tons. All the gold ever produced in history is 170,000 tons. So annual gold trading is an incredible six times all the gold ever produced in history and 300 times annual mine production. It is important to understand that this gold trading is virtually all paper trading with a very small percentage of physical gold. So for all of you who own physical gold and believe that last week's closing price of 1460 per ounce is the real price of gold, think again. 1460 is the paper gold price in the casino. It has nothing to do with the real price of physical gold. Today, we can still buy physical gold for the same price as paper gold. That is an anomaly which will not last. All the physical gold that is produced in the world is absorbed by the market, in spite of relatively slow market conditions. The paper gold market will fail. The corrupt and manipulated paper gold market is guaranteed to fail. A market that is leveraged 300 times the underlying physical or real market has no chance of survival. When the holders of paper gold realize that they are holding a worthless piece of paper, the whole paper market will implode and gold will surge. This is not a question of if but when, and when is getting closer quickly. Stocks are very near the end of their secular bull market and the coming moves down will frighten the world. Bond markets might hold out a bit longer, but will surprise everyone how quickly they will come down. The coming fall in stocks and bonds will shake confidence in all markets with many investors looking for protection in gold. Other positive factors for gold are the major interest increases in QE happening right now, as well as negative real interest rates. And then he goes on to explain that the only way gold demand can be met when the surge in gold demand hits is that uh, gold will have to be set at a lot higher of a price so that there'll be less people that'll be able to buy it because it won't be available to be bought. So I'm glad we got through that article. I just want to point out that when you look at the numbers, it's an incredible joke. The entire financial system is paper, paper nothing at thousands of times reality for volume, for numbers. And as they say, this will not end well. If I knew exactly when it would end, I'd be the world's richest man at some point. But uh, I don't know when it's going to end. But when it does, look out below. Or look out above, depending on what you hold. So I'm going to end today with a nice little story from a book called A New Earth. It's written by Eckhart Tolle. Some people think he's a you know, crazy, crazy guy. I like it because... I enjoy the I enjoy the stories and I enjoy the peace of mind I get by following some of his recommendations so I encourage you to read about Eckhart Tolle if you're not familiar. If you don't like it, you don't have to like it, but at least you could uh, see what it is he's talking about. I find it very intelligent and very just very effective. So this chapter is from that book called A New Earth. It's on page 199 in my edition, and its title is, Is That So? The Zen master Hakum lived in a town in Japan. He was held in high regard, and many people came to him for spiritual teaching. Then it happened that the teenage daughter of his next-door neighbor became pregnant. When being questioned by her angry and scolding parents as to the identity of the father, she finally told him that he was Hakum, the Zen master. In great anger, the parents rushed over to Hakum, Hakuin, I'm sorry. I was reading it wrong, Hakuin, H-A-K-U-I-N. In great anger, the parents rushed over to Hakuin and told him that much with much shouting and accusing that their daughter had confessed that he was the father. All he replied was, is that so? News of the scandal spread throughout the town and beyond. The master lost his reputation. This did not trouble him. Nobody came to see him anymore. He remained unmoved. When the child was born, the parents brought the baby to Haqueen. You are the father, so you look after him. The master took loving care of the child. A year later, the mother remorsefully confessed to her parents that the real father of the child was the young man who worked at the butcher shop. In great distress, they went to see Haqueen to apologize and ask for forgiveness. We are really sorry. We have come to take the baby back. Our daughter confessed that you are not the father. Is that so, is all he would say as he handed the baby over to them. The master responds to falsehood and truth, bad news and good news in exactly the same way. Is that so? He allows the form of the moment, good or bad, to be as it is, and so does not become a participant in human drama. To him there is only this moment, and this moment is as it is. Events are not personalized. He is nobody's victim. He is so completely at one with what happens that what happens has no power over him anymore. Only if you resist what happens are you at the mercy of what happens, and the world will determine your happiness and unhappiness. The baby is looked after with loving care. Bad turns into good through the power of non-resistance. Always responding to what the present moment requires, he lets go of the baby when it is time to do so. Imagine briefly how the ego would have reacted during the various stages of the unfolding of these events. So the point of that story is that if you let your regular, I call it the regular mind, your normal mind, your ego mind, is the way Eckhart Tolle puts it. There's no way the ego mind would have handled that at all the way Haqueem the master uh, handled it. Here's another good one in the same in the same vein. It's called not minding what happens. J. Krishnamurti, the great Indian philosopher and spiritual teacher, spoke and traveled almost continuously all over the world for more than 50 years, attempting to convey through words which are content that which is beyond words, beyond content. At one of his talks in the later part of his life, he surprised his audience by asking, Do you want to know my secret? Everyone became very alert. Many people in the audience had been coming to listen for him to him, for 20 or 30 years and still failed to grasp the essence of his teaching. Finally, after all these years, the Master would give them the key to understanding. This is my secret, he said. I don't mind what happens. He did not elaborate, and so I suspect most of his audience were even more perplexed than before. The implications of this simple statement, however, are profound. When I don't mind what happens, what does that imply? It implies that internally I am in alignment with what happens. What happens, of course, refers to the suchness of the moment, which always already is as it is. It refers to content, the form that this moment, the only moment that ever is, takes. To be in alignment with what is means to be in a relationship of inner non-resistance with what happens. It means not to label it mentally as good or bad but to let it be. Does this mean you can no longer take action to bring about change in your life? On the contrary, when the basis for your actions is inner alignment with the present moment, your actions become empowered by the intelligence of life itself. Well, that's pretty interesting. Good and bad. At some point in their lives, most people become aware that there is not only birth, growth, success, good health, pleasure, and winning, but also loss, failure, sickness, old age, decay, pain, and death. Conventionally, these are labeled good and bad, order and disorder. The meaning of people's lives is usually associated with what they term the good, but the good is continually threatened by collapse, breakdown, disorder. Threatened by meaningless and the bad, when explanations fail and life ceases to make sense. Sooner or later, disorder will erupt into everyone's life, no matter how many insurance policies he or she has. It may come in the form of loss or accident, sickness, disability, old age, death. However, the eruption of disorder into a person's life and the resultant collapse of a mentally defined meaning can become the opening into a higher order. The wisdom of this world is folly with God, says the Bible. What is the wisdom of this world? The movement of thought, and meaning that is defined exclusively by thought. Thinking isolates a situation or event and calls it good or bad, as if it had a separate existence. Through excessive reliance on thinking, reality becomes fragmented. This fragmentation is an illusion, but it seems very real while you are trapped in it. And yet the universe is an indivisible whole in which all things are interconnected, in which nothing exists in isolation. The deeper interconnectedness of all things and events implies that the mental labels of good and bad are ultimately illusory. They always imply a limited perspective and so are true only relatively and temporarily. Oh, this book is is very good. So I encourage you to open your mind a little bit. Enjoy the holiday season. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be back with the next edition of Business Buzz. Thank you for listening. I'm glad you had time to share with me today. See you next time. KKXX, Paradise,
1: K280GL, Chico, and K283AR, Chico. From townhall.com, I'm Keith Peters. House Democrats have unveiled two articles of impeachment against President Trump. Correspondent Sagar Magani reports. House Judiciary Chairman Gerald Nadler and others say the president abused his power and then obstructed Congress, with both meriting removing him from office. Republicans remain behind him. They're not impeaching the president because they... They can list an impeachable offense. Minority Whip Steve Scalise says Democrats simply want the president gone before the next election because they can't beat him. A full House vote on the articles is expected by Christmas, followed by a trial in a GOP-controlled Senate, which is unlikely to convict the president. Meanwhile, in an interview before the Wall Street Journal CEO counsel, Attorney General William Barr said he disagreed with the inspector general's conclusion that the FBI was justified in opening the Russia investigation.
0: I just think this was very flimsy. This was a comment made by a 28-year-old volunteer in a campaign in a bar uh, offhand, which was described as a suggestion of a suggestion. Right. In
1: Jersey City, New Jersey today, Police Chief Michael Kelly says a police officer, two suspects, and three civilians are dead after a raging gun battle. Kelly says there were multiple fatalities inside a kosher market where police cornered two suspects. We have five people, DOA, inside the store that members of the police force that set up, uh, eventually we declared them DOA. We believe two of them are bad guys. We believe three of them are not. He would not say exactly what set off the shooting, but that he believes the officer who was killed was trying to stop some bad guys. The Pentagon's ordering a broad review of vetting procedures for international students who participate in training on military installations. The review's in direct reaction to last week's deadly shooting at Pensacola Navy base. More at townhall.com. The holidays are a time for family. Until you mention politics, and then it's all screaming meltdowns. I'm Dennis Prager. There's no more important issue facing America today. Americans are afraid to speak out even at their own holiday table. But there is a film that is fighting back No Safe Spaces. No Safe Spaces, it really is fantastic. You should go check it out. I am over the moon about No Safe Spaces. Every American needs to see this. See No Safe Spaces only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Go to nosafespaces.com for tickets. A man's charged with manufacturing methamphetamine in a church playroom. A main man is charged with transforming a
0: children's playroom inside a church into a meth lab. Police arrested 33 year old Matthew Anderson after receiving a complaint from a church member. They discovered items consistent with the manufacture of methamphetamine in the designated playroom at the Buxton United Methodist Church. The officer